0: To the Easy Yoga podcast with myself, Geminis, nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level thank you so so much for being here today and I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here enjoy this next episode Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, All Things Relationships, Wellbeing and Yoga and today I have a very special guest with me, her name is Meg Sloan and Meg is a life coach and therapist based in the northeast of England. She supports people pleasers to start putting their needs first, improving their communication skills and developing deep self-trust. Meg works with clients on a one-to-one basis and runs self-development and corporate workshops. Workshops. She also hosts the Start Choosing Your podcast Podcast. Ah, cool. So welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here. Hi, thanks Gemma. Thanks for having me. That's right. So yeah, how did you kind of get into doing this? What did you do previously? Did you get stressed out or anything like that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just on a regular basis. Um, So so I actually started in the NHS. I trained as a therapist. Um, My official title is psychological wellbeing practitioner, which not a lot of people know about and is a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) Basically we're the front line of the NHS in the mental health services. So if you get referred by your GP to your mental health service, it's likely that you'd speak to someone like me. So I conducted a lot of assessments, but also I um, was trained in low intensity cognitive behavioral therapy interventions, which, again, is such a mouthful CBT as most people commonly know it. And um, so I did some treatments as well. Um, and I really loved my job. But I soon found out that working in the NHS can be quite stressful. You're expected to see a lot of people and similarly to a lot of people um, in lockdown kind of reflected on my career and where it was going and how I felt about it. And realised that I wasn't entirely happy with my kind of work life balance and that kind of thing. I stumbled across life coaching on Instagram. Um, and I had some life coaching myself and I was like wow this seems really cool like I would love to retrain in it so then I ended up taking a course in retraining and life coaching through 2020 and then starting my business because of that. My business did more start off as like just sharing my insights and things that I was learning um, and then it developed into me becoming a coach and started like running my own business that way as well.
0: That's amazing that's really cool yeah so what is a life coach?
1: So a life coach is someone who can facilitate kind of development. It obviously depends on what area they kind of specialize in. As you said before, like I tend to work with people pleasers. So my kind of work tends to go down the route of sort of acknowledging where people aren't meeting their own needs starting to shed light on some of those tendencies why they might do them as well and then think about how things could be different for them and think about well how are we going to get there but the my style of coaching as well is quite integrative and that I use my therapeutic stuff as well I wouldn't say I'm like pure life coaching I'm kind of somewhere in between the two so it's Good to like bring that side of it in as well so that we can get some practical action steps and I have suggestions as well um as to things they might want to try out um from CBT and things like that as well
0: that's amazing that's really cool so do people come to you like with their stresses or well with the NHS I suppose that they're overworked and that they're spreading themselves too thin
1: yeah yeah
0: their Life.
1: Yeah I think a lot of people come with like the kind of surface level stuff of like worrying overthinking or just feeling just like so run down exhausted that kind of thing um, and what I learned when I started to move into like obviously my own business is um, a lot of it does come from people pleasing obviously everyone has their own kind of patterns and different things that affect them so many of them overlap as well like perfectionism and people pleasing often really overlap as well um, but most of the people that I was seeing I was noticing that they just weren't thinking about themselves ever. So obviously they're never going to feel tip top, like on top of the world or anything like that, or even just balanced or on an even keel. Um, so lots of people come and they say like, oh, I just have no idea why I'm feeling stressed or no idea why I'm feeling this way. And then they list off like all these things, like they have... Like kids, they've got to look after them, they've got like family members they care for, like so many things. And I'm sat there, like, I don't know why you can't work out why you're not stressed because that <laughs> yeah. sounds stressful just hearing it, never mind living it. So we start to think about ways they can like delegate, ask for help, and start to focus a little bit on themselves so that they're giving what they give to other people to themselves as well.
0: Yeah, because it's not selfish. A lot of people think that it's selfish or taking me time or self care, things like that. But actually, it's not because then you can start from a full up cup instead of an empty cup.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I always say that this isn't the reason why I do this work, but being more balanced and less stressed helps you to be there for other people like in a better way as well you know if you've got so many things and so many plates spinning you're not being fully present when you're helping other people out or when you are with people so although obviously we're doing it to help you out it will make the other parts of your life run smoother as well because if you're thinking about 50 other things you've got to do that week then of course you're going to be not feeling present and feeling like you just want to get on with things and brush through it all.
0: Yeah, definitely. And a person that I work with actually, she messaged me the other day and said um, that she she's got a to do list of I don't know like a hundred things, and that they're all so important. And I said, okay, right, take three or, uh, and get them done. If you get them done, do a little dance or go out and celebrate or do something else and then come back to it and then if you wanted to do one more off that list go and do that one thing but know that each day if you did those three things each time then you will then finally get there and do you kind of teach that
1: as well Yeah, absolutely. Because I have that as well, where a lot of people, like you say, the to do list is so overwhelming. It's a lot easier to just almost pretend it doesn't exist and never tackle anything. Whereas if you break it down into like you say, even just three things, then eventually it will add up to the hundred. And I think as well, like you say, like actually take a note of when they're making progress, because so many of us just go through each day and we're like oh I've done nothing today whereas actually if you sit down and um think about what you're doing you've done a lot so something I encourage my clients to do as well is like um sit down at the end of the week and do like a to-do like a to-done list rather than a to-do list so it's like um, yeah, just really writing down the things you've done, and even just like the small things of like, oh, I've managed to eat breakfast most days, or I managed to like have my cup of tea and actually enjoy it rather than like go back to when it was cold later. Like really small things, but just taking note of that starts to recognise that you you are doing things. You're not just wasting time and not achieving anything
0: yeah and that's so true i think as well just because we do have so much to do and in general well whatever if you don't have children or you do have children or just you're being pulled from pillar to post all the time and that you need to kind of focus on yourself for you to feel good for then you to then be able to look after others like we just said earlier but also it's knowing what are the good things for you to do because for one person it might work for the other person it won't work so it's kind of finding the balance I suppose.
1: Yeah and I think if you don't have time to like explore all of that it's really hard to know what you need, what you like, what you want out of life so I think even just taking like a few minutes for yourself each day I think when I say like take time for yourself a lot of people assume it's like really massive chunks of time so then again they're like oh I may as well not bother because I'll never fit that in my schedule but even just waking up like five or ten minutes earlier to take yourself or getting someone to look after the kids for five ten minutes that can make a really big difference to just give you a little bit of time to think you know what do I need right now what do I enjoy what parts of my life are working which ones aren't working and again if you reflect on that a few minutes a day it'll soon add up and you'll start to build up a picture of what do I need in these moments and then you'll have a lot of information to go off
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that they need to do it all on their own, but they don't. And I was reading a book uh, a couple of months ago uh, called Do Less by Kate Northam. I don't know if you've heard of that book, but yeah, 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 yeah. it's amazing. And yeah, she was saying like, just ask for help. You're not a superwoman or whatever. You, You need to ask for help. Don't feel that you can't ask for help. And you probably find that as well.
1: Yeah definitely like even in like my sessions obviously for the client this is their like 50 minutes to say whatever they want and get through things but sometimes they're like oh I feel bad for like not asking about you and I'm like this is not for me I was like I have my own therapist I'm okay but yeah even in those moments where it literally is this is carved out time for them even then they feel a bit uncomfortable like Talking about themselves and sharing these things and asking for support with it. So I can imagine in day-to-day life that's such a struggle for them too. Um, but yeah, like you say, we're, we're social creatures. Humans are social in nature. We weren't built to be so hyper-independent and do everything on our own. So using your network your community your family or starting to build that even if you don't have a lot of people around you can make such a big difference to feel like you have that support and people to fall back on when things do get a bit too much
0: yeah yeah especially like asking for help at work or if your boss comes to you and and says right I want you to do this by I don't know tomorrow and and you know that it's never going to happen then ask other people to help you and then what more hands get more things done quicker
1: yeah yeah and it's just about saying ways you can tackle it and one of the ways I remember because saying no at work I find people struggle with so much because obviously it's their job so they're like if I say no what will happen but you can always say okay well if you want me to prioritize that what's one other thing that I can take off my list then you know what's the priority here so like you say there's so many options available to you it's not about just taking that on and stressing about it on your own you can problem solve or get other people to help but I think again we all just assume that we have to muddle through and manage and yeah it's, it's not meant to be like that
0: yeah definitely it's not and do you have like a, a step-by-step guide that you would say like maybe do some meditation or journaling or movement or is it something completely different
1: I think it's just always really dependent on the person I think like I say time for you is always something that you really do need to build in even like I say even if it's just a few minutes even like a couple of times a week and then you can start to explore I think journaling and like meditation are always nice ones because they help you to tune into yourself the main barrier I find when I bring up those kind of things with clients is um they say them as like a bit um not woo woo but like you know no. they're they're not sure about them they've heard yeah. a lot of things about them particularly like meditation or mindfulness they think that they have to kind of sit and get rid of all their thoughts and I'm like a point like <laughs> you you want to observe your thoughts so you know if you if you were dead you wouldn't have any thoughts. So that's it's good that you have thoughts. That's all good. <laughs> sure. Um so yeah, so I do sometimes like sort of um offer those, but I think you have to um see like what you resonate with and what helps you. And particularly um like journaling, I always say if you're not a pen to paper person, can you type it out, do a voice note to yourself. Some people even do like video journaling, film themselves and they find that really therapeutic. So again it's about just finding ways to tap into learning about yourself building your self-awareness and um working w- uh, with your stress but in a way that suits you um I'm sure you'll find that a lot with like yoga that you know different poses adjustments there's so many ways to bring the individual person into practice
0: yeah there definitely is yeah yeah and, and a lot of people especially with yoga as well think oh I can't do yoga or you say to them right okay I want you to do this yoga pose but like, I can't do that well, at least try. You don't have to be flexible, especially yeah. with yoga. As long as you feel that stretch, that's all that matters. But everybody has this kind of conception that you know, preconception that yeah, you need to be bendy, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They they focus on the end result, don't they? Of like yeah. I have to get into that pose the same as the instructor who, you know, yeah. does this day in, day out. It's the same with me. They think like, Oh, I need to be like journaling every day and on top of everything all the time. it's like that's not actually the point. The point is to enjoy the process of getting to your end result, not necessarily yeah. the same as other people.
0: It really is, definitely. Now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. Hey hey I just wanted to share with you that I am totally in love with Confused Girl in the City yoga brand they have all kinds of apparel which include crystal inspired leggings, capries, shorts, joggers as well as tanks, tees, sports bras, hoodies and swimwear and accessories ranging from towels, beanies, face masks and bags and I have a few of these leggings and tanks and I absolutely love them they are so soft and really really comfortable. Now Giovanna who started the Confused Girl brand she started it as a blog and when she went on her healing and spiritual journey she met a healer who had a profound effect on her he had a collection of crystals and told her to pick two to take home one day she was meditating and she had a vision of creating a line of women's activewear that was inspired by these crystals now giovanna takes high resolution photos of crystals that inspire her and work with an art team to print them onto fabric each pair of leggings represents a different stone these healing crystals balance yin yang energy and cultivate courage creativity and healing And their leggings are 4 way stretch, breathable and made in LA and they pride themselves in using the best quality fabric on the market. These leggings are great for working out or going out or just chilling as well. So why the name Confused Girl? Well, Giovanna's answer is simple. It is really easy to accept yourself when you are feeling good and your life is the way you want it. But it isn't so easy to accept yourself when things are tough and you are confused. And we shame ourselves in times when we need to be embracing ourselves. Confused Girl is about accepting yourself just as you are at this moment. This acceptance will leave you lead you to your true nature. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. So you can see why I love this brand so much. So head over to the website today, which is confusedgirlinthecity.com and use code Yogi Gemma for a 20% discount at the checkout. That's Yogi Gemma for 20% discount. Head on over now and check them out. And do you find that people are better communicators when they do this kind of work for themselves?
1: Yeah, because I think a lot of it is almost like fear of the unknown of like, well, I've never done this before. So what's going to happen? Whereas actually, I think there's a lot of concepts that I work on with people that can feel quite strange and we're not encouraged to do them in society like. Practicing what you're gonna to say to someone if you know it's difficult for you, rehearsing it almost, and um, you know, being like, like actually being honest and vulnerable with people again. Like we're not really encouraged to do that, but if you can do that kind of with yourself a little bit almost, and start to validate how you're feeling and tune into that, then it's gonna be a lot easier to communicate that to other people. And what I find is, and um, when people come to me, is they're like, oh yeah, I just don't say anything when something bothers me and then it gets to a certain level and I like explode whereas actually what we want to do is just get a regular practice of letting those little things out and expressing them in whatever way works for you so that you can moderate that a little bit more rather than wait until it boils over. Yes,
0: because yeah, especially when you've got children and you can't really talk to your partner or whatever because they're constantly at you or wanting to talk to you. And yeah, I certainly find that definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. we can't talk I... to each other about anything because yeah, the kids are wanting your attention or you're being pulled from pillar to post. But yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people do struggle with that. But it is trying to find the things that work for you and and trusting yourself as well because if or or, yeah saying to yourself well okay I'm going to give this job to this person but I do trust that they will do it because your your previous thoughts might have been well, I'm going to do it because I don't trust them to do it or do it my way
1: yeah and it's funny because sometimes I almost do a bit of um, it's not reverse psychology but it's along the same lines of like well what's the worst thing that's going to happen okay the job might not get done in the way you wanted to do it but what's the, to say that your way is definitely the best way and I think as well people pleasers like to have like control as well Um, it's, it's really hard to let go of that control and um, but it's just about testing it out and not necessarily like throwing you so far outside your comfort zone that it's like complete panic stations but just going almost like that one step like further forward and seeing how you feel and feeling a little bit uncomfortable and then you can start to make progress from there again it's what we talk about before of, like those little steps always add up um but yeah for some reason people think they've got to like do that worst case scenario first um instead of like just tailoring it back a little bit and thinking well what's one step that I can take towards trusting myself and the situation a little bit more
0: yeah and do you find that things like the people please especially that it's come from their childhood that that's or they've been molded into that that specific way
1: yeah I think it definitely comes from I think most things come from childhood or at least early experiences because between the ages of zero to seven we're like sponges and we just literally soak up everything um and a lot of people pleasers tend to struggle with uh, anxious attachment style which is literally from your caregiver in childhood it's when your caregiver was a bit inconsistent with meeting your needs perhaps because they had something going on for themselves or for whatever reason so then you find that you want to sort of please them in order to get your needs met but then it just transfers into all your other relationships whereas what we know is that you can be your authentic self and you can meet your own needs and it's not about necessarily fearing what might happen if you are saying no to someone or letting go of control in a situation that's kind of the brief overview anyways. Yeah (laughs)
0: because I think especially a lot of people in their young adulthood or adults always struggle with that and and are trying to find their way especially with their first job maybe or going to the boardroom or something like that you you need to find that courage inside of you and if you haven't been pushed or you haven't been taught about it that's like one major thing that you need to work on to get over to then carry on in your adult life
1: yeah and it's funny because i always um say to people like the more I learn about my job and psychology and all that kind of thing the more I think it's impossible to not mess up your kids in some way because it's just there's so many things that are so subconscious that you just don't even realize so there are some things in childhood that we inevitably have to get over in adulthood but yeah I think it's just about doing the best with what you have and then just continuing to learn about yourself and not always taking in what society tells you you should do I find that's so many um, of people's problems come from that they think that they should never feel anxious they think we should always be happy and it's like well no actually that's just not what the reality of life is there's ups and downs so it's about tuning in and again seeing what's right for you as well
0: yeah because there's always going to be like waves where you go up and down yeah. throughout life there's always going to be glitches in the road or whatever and then it's, it's the way you kind of navigate around them to then bring yourself back but I think psychology is so interesting it's just so many things but also like um social media has a massive part to play in this that everybody seems to put on their their best bits I suppose mm-hmm. and yeah It's not real life, but you as a person scrolling through would think, oh, well, they're doing all right. They've had a good weekend or whatever. And actually they might have struggled all weekend.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think even like with myself, I try and be as authentic as I possibly can, but I have my own boundaries as well so obviously when you're going through something you're not going to be necessarily talking about it I don't think I'm ever going to be a person to film myself crying or in a bit of a I know some people are able to do it but I don't think I could ever do that so I share things authentically but I'm not always doing it as I'm going through it it's usually after the fact so like you say someone can stumble across my page and be like oh she's doing so well and actually behind the scenes is like a lot of personal things going on or like where's the next client coming from and stressing about that so you really you really never know it's such a a small snippet of someone's existence so it can be such a supportive place but it can be a, almost a really lonely place as well if you're struggling yeah,
0: it really can and also when someone says how are you feeling keep trying to push that I think because everyone's just and even I do it as well I'll be like yeah I'm all right I'm okay thanks but actually are you okay no you're probably not
1: <laughs> yeah um there's a um book that I've got on emotions and the guy who wrote that his name's Mark Brackett um, oh totally forgot the name of the book might come back to me um but he says that the two responses to that question how are you is either fine or busy those are like the two (laughs) go-to phrases that we have but actually we have so many emotions that a lot of us don't even know the words for how to describe them but actually even just like labeling your emotions can be so helpful of saying like well I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling anxious or disappointed or whatever it might be but yeah we're so not used to that I think we're starting to make progress towards it but day to day, I think it's still like, yeah, yeah, everything's fine.
0: I think we are as well. And um, we need to kind of bring that into our children as well. Like this morning, my daughter yeah. woke up at five and was in tears because she wanted to get dressed at five o'clock this morning because she loves <laughs> school. She wants to get in her school uniform. <laughs> cool. And I was like, no, the sun's not up yet. They've got a grow clock and it doesn't get up till 20 past six. So I was like, no, you've got an hour and 20 minutes before the sun gets up. And then she just wouldn't stop crying for half an hour. So then I went in, I didn't say anything. I gave her a cuddle and then she stopped crying after a couple of minutes. And I said, what are your feelings? Like why Mm-hmm. What tell me what you want to? How are you feeling? And she said, I'm sad. So I was like, that's really good because she's saying I'm sad. And then I said, okay, why are you sad? Well, you didn't want me to get dressed at five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because it's still night time and that you need to go to sleep. So, but also as a parent, it's hard to navigate around this stuff. If you're not into this thing, in into what we're talking about, it is hard yeah. as a parent, I think, as well, because you don't know, you just want to shout at them. But actually yeah. they don't need shouting at, they need love and support and, and everything like that. But at that point, you're like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Cause that's the thing, you're not just navigating their emotions, you're navigating your own as well. And I think again, as parents, sometimes you might think, Oh, I have to be superhuman and I need to just be all about them, but you're a person as well. So you need to like check in with yourself and see how you're feeling. And like you say, there's always going to be times where you snap at them because you're literally at the end of your tether. But yeah I think it is starting to go that way where children are like getting that vocabulary learning that it's okay to speak about how you're feeling so I really hope that like the younger generation see that shift but parents need to know how to do that and some people don't know how to do that for themselves so then of course it's going to be really hard to teach your kids but hopefully they can start to learn about this stuff through obviously social media is a great place um but through like working with like therapists coaches or all the different kinds of practitioners that can teach them all of this stuff as well.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: And do you deal with breath work as well? Um, I don't do it myself, but like we talk about breathing because breathing is so um like yeah it affects everything doesn't it um the main thing that I use is just like mindfulness with breath um not necessarily breath work um but yeah so it's about tuning into um how your breath really feels and when you're stressed your breath is usually in your chest isn't it so it's about trying to direct it into your stomach as well so that's the main way I work with it but I would love to learn more about it because I think I'm only just scratching the surface
0: yeah it's amazing I love breath work because it's free and it's there and you can do it
1: (laughs) yeah your breath's always there Um, yeah and it's the only your breath is the only like bodily function that is both conscious and unconscious because you can focus on it and do it consciously but it's also obviously always going on without you thinking about it so I love that little fact
0: it's incredible (laughs) and with your corporate workshops what do you kind of do do you have like a, a one that you do most of
1: the time or
0: do you change it up a little bit depending on what the issues are
1: yeah i usually work obviously with the the business whoever's providing it um what they want to do. and um, I've got obviously my signature one as such is on people pleasing, but I also just have like a generic kind of well-being one because um CBT operates on the idea that our thoughts, behaviors, and feelings are all linked and becoming aware of that can be really helpful. And also other kind of concepts like challenging your thoughts, not just accepting them as fact and um, utilizing helpful behaviors rather than unhelpful behaviors. So I do like a generic workshop on that. But yeah, people pleasing is a topic I'm always Speaking about procrastination, those kind of things often come up for big Yeah, clubs.
0: Yeah. And with procrastination, actually, that that probably works now because most of us are still working from home or we've kind yeah. of morphed into working from home. Yes, we can go back into the office, but again, there, there's all you're at home. So there's always something to do at home, like the washing or the washing up or house stuff. And do you find that a lot of people will okay right oh, I won't put my laptop down or i've got this to do or i've got that to do I don't want to do my work, I need to do that. And then that's they making them anxious and stressed out because they've got so much to do in the House, but they still need to work on their work.
1: Yeah well I think that's the thing I think a lot of people viewed working from home in such a positive way because like it took out commuting and the stress with that but like you say it almost adds another stress of being surrounded by things all the time if you're in an office you can forget about like you say the massive pile of ironing you've got to do and the garden that's overgrown whereas now you're looking at all those things and I find as well having boundaries is really difficult particularly around your work because you can pretty much work 24-7 if you wanted to so things i was doing with my clients in the beginning especially was like having like routines and rituals around like going to work some people even walked around their block just to almost like uh, mimic like having a commute and but things like having actual work clothes having a room you can work in ideally and sort of shut the door on and then having those boundaries between this is work time this is home time Um, that can be helpful if you're struggling with something like that
0: yeah i think boundaries are a massive thing as well because we just don't tend to switch off, and maybe, I don't know, your your boss is emailing you at 10 o'clock at night, and then you think, no, I shut my laptop at 5.30 or whenever you clock off, but actually then you're thinking, no, okay, maybe I should email them back, but they're not expecting it, or maybe they are expecting it, because everything is ex- is so highly expected of people now, and that's a bad thing, yeah. I
1: think. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, people will be like, oh, I'll just quickly go on and send that email. Like it'll take me five minutes and then it's off my mind. But it's never really usually those five minutes because you do also take time like switching, like an energy switching task. So if you were doing something with your kids or with your family, you're taking mental energy to switch back into work mode. And then you'll probably say another email that comes through or like a message on your teams or something like that. So it's never just those five minutes. So your time is as much of a precious resource as like money is well so treat it in that way and think about how you're spending it
0: yeah that is so true really really true and with your one-to-ones what do you do do you have like a I don't know say a five-week course or do you just have a one one hour thing or it
1: depends on them really it definitely depends on the person and um, the two offers that I have at the minute I have my rediscovering you package so that's actually 14 weeks it's kind of got longer and longer the more I've been working <laughs> with people because I do think the longer you can work with someone it's really really helpful um So, yeah, I do that. And it's a really immersive program. Like you have um, me in your back pocket um, through a messaging service and things like that. Um, So that's quite a high level one. But then I do also have my one off uh, safe space sessions. They are an hour long. We can work through kind of like one or two areas and get a really good action plan in place and think about how you're going to implement it um, after the session's finished. So those are the two main ways I work with people.
0: That's amazing. And what are two takeaway points from today's
1: conversation? Oh, I feel like we've like talked definitely. about so much. Um we have <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. Definitely make the time for yourself, no matter what. And be honest with how you're feeling.
0: Yes, definitely. Those definitely are good. And where can we find you? What's your website or your social media
1: channels? So um, my website just megsloan.co.uk. Simple. And um Instagram's the main place I hang out. So I'm Meg underscore Sloan underscore. So, yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Amazing. Oh, thank you so much. It's been
1: amazing. Thanks for having me. I've loved this chat. I've, like I say, we have covered a lot in such yeah. a short space of time. We <laughs> <Yeah>. are.
0: <laughs> we'll definitely chat soon, definitely. Oh so as always I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode so please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at yogijemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts and thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one another fun episode for you guys to listen to and also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me so thank Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, and I will see you very soon.